Welcome back to Goonies World. I am Sean, also known as Johnny Pharaoh, and with me, as always, is Ryan, also known as Meanie. Hello. And Colin, also known as Goonie. Hey there. And we are continuing our adventures of, uh, call it Hard Time and Hardgate. We're using the fudge system to, uh, follow the adventures of Duke and Frank Williams Jr., who found themselves in Hardgate Prison, a federal penitentiary in Nevada. It's set in the same universe as our, uh, Kids on Bikes game, what I think we think of as sort of the Jupiter Springs universe in the 1980s. And you might get caught up with the last episode rather than waiting for a great big recap, but bottom line is right now when we start our game, we're not only in prison, but we're in the showers in prison. The on worst the morning, place to be in worst, prison. Worst place to be in prison, especially when a creepy child killer... Uh, an obvious potential rapist of you called Stroker, who people seem to be scared of, even though he's not like a great big guy or anything. He's got this small posse of weak-looking fellows that follow him, but he's been riding you and on you and messing with both of you since the minute you arrived. You've already run afoul of a gang called the Pale Riders because of your background with a rival motorcycle club, the Night Rangers. And it seems that uh, King Kelly, the leader of the Pale Riders, has given Stroker uh, green light to go up against you, too. At least that's what you've heard so far with the prison rumors. And where we stopped last time, you had just gotten into that steamy shower room when Stroker came up and said, Well, 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 looks like it's going to be a really good morning. And he's got two fellas with him. Both look pretty beefy, and they're not his normal crew either. And because of their swastika tattoos, it's obvious that they are both more or less full-fledged pale riders. Well, it just so happens that uh, Officer Kratt happens to be on duty this morning here in the showers. And, oh, I do believe he forgot to get himself his cup of coffee. So we got ourselves a good five or six minutes to have some fun, boys. What do you think? You're going to let it go easy, or you're going to fight. I kind of hope you fight. I'm going to squeeze out my toothbrush shiv. Oh, <laughs> the toothbrush shiv that, unbeknownst to anyone, in the night, Duke put in his anus. What the hell you doing, boy? He's just preparing himself. <laughs> One minute. You want me to fetch that for you? It ain't going to stop me if you're dirty. Because he's misinterpreting exactly what's happening. But yeah, without too much trouble, you managed to shit out the shiv without hurting yourself either, although it's far from comfortable. And uh, it just, what do you reach around and grab it, you know? And Yep, I'm going to I'm gonna go right for his throat. <gasps> oh, look what you got there, boy. Oh, look at him. He, he's going. And uh, everybody kind of springs into action more or less at the same time. But right in this first second, we'll deal with you two. You swing the shiv out at him, and he's going to try to dodge it and punch you in the solar plexus. Fair. Well, you are, bam, hit hard. In fact, I believe you are badly injured by this uh, punch to your solar plexus. You stagger backwards. 
And then in that next millisecond, what are you doing, Frank? You just saw this this vicious like karate chop style kung fu move that uh, Stroker has done to your friend. What do you do? I'm gonna try to tackle tackle Stroker. Okay. And by now, of course, everyone in the prison is all yelling and screaming and uh, gathering around and. You try to tackle Stroker. What's your results? Great. Great. And he can't do two things at once. So, boom. Stroker smashes into the wall not that far from you. The two pale riders, uh, one of them runs up, clocks you in the back of the head, but you may try to defend that with a power roll. Uh, oh, no. He's going to clock you in the back of the head. What was that? Poor? Yes. Oh, my. You are badly injured. And... Things are not looking good. There's a huge crowd gathered around now. And to make it worse, the Pale Riders have gone around shutting them all up so that they will not be in here cheering and making a lot of noise so that other guards won't come running. And things begin to look grim for you. Meanwhile, you stagger back, uh, Duke. What do you do? Oh. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go for, like, uh, uh, Achilles kind of slice. Okay. Since I... Yeah, and it, uh, yeah, and go ahead and, and roll your dice this time. I forgot to give you a bonus last time, but you can just get it now. It was beginner's bad luck. Because you've got this shiv. Yeah. What you Great. Oh, my. Well, I only have a good result. So, you actually get a super result because of that plus one for your okay. shiv. Which, unfortunately, puts our friend, uh, our friend Stroker down to the injured category from your swipe. However, you still got these two big bruisers in here, and one of them is right up on you. He looks like he's going to clock you. What are you doing? I'm going to ignore him in favor of attempting to just kill Stroker. <laughs> okay, and how you doing? Like, bashing his head, twisting yeah, his neck? Smash his face into right. the floor if I can. Alright, he's going to try to roll his Weasley way out from under you while you're doing it. Oh. And he only has a great result. Super. Bam! You knock his head down and he's now badly... Actually, one super plus one. Oh my. And what's the plus one from? No, I mean... It's, it's, oh, it's trans super. Trans well, in that super, case, yeah. he's not just badly injured. Stroker is out of action from a terrible head bash onto the floor. Both of the other two guys... Uh, I said that one was going to clock you and you did ignore him. And it turned out to be good, but he comes in and kicks you viciously in the side. You can try to roll out of the way. You need a great result. Frank. I got a great exactly. And Frank rolls out of the way, and then the other pale rider comes up and uh, tries to smack, you know, uh, crush the bottom of your chin into the wall, uh, Frank. I'm sorry, uh, Duke. And you can also try to weasel your way out of his way, but he also gets a great result. Otherwise, you're going to get the back of your head smashed into the wall. He grabs at your chin. Great. You did get a great result? In that case, you do. You don't. You, your head hits the wall, but not hard enough to actually hurt you. And then, what are you doing, Frank? Now that uh, now you can just keep, you know, smashing that dude's head against the wall, but there's 
clearly another guy right on you trying to kill you at this point. And no, nobody else is armed. I, I'm, no. I, I, I think so I thought, okay. No one else had the idea to shove a shiv up their shitter. <laughs> so, um, Well, I'm going to go all in on the guy who's been clocking me. All right. Come at me. Come at me, bro. I will take that, and... He only has a good result in his fight. I'm ability. going to... Uh, well, I know. I mean, it's already superb, so I'll just keep it. Uh, he is... Well, if you spend a fudge point, that could take him out of action as opposed oh, to badly injuring Oh, that actually yeah. would do that? Okay, yeah. I am going to spend it. Yeah. yeah, bam! And with... Fate is on your side with a fudge point. And you take that. And then the third one at this point... Or the second pale rider. He hesitates for a moment. And then all of a sudden, Officer Kratt appears. Uh, all the water immediately, it all shuts off automatically. A lot of people still have, like, shampoo in their hair and things like that. But guards rush in and grab everybody, and they drag everybody out. And, uh... Duke, you wake up. Well, you weren't really knocked out, but you are badly injured. Yeah. And you are taken to the infirmary right. over in the uh, administrative center. And you presume that both one of those pale riders and Stroker are both in the infirmary. Although Stroker... Oh, be, I, I think I am as well. I got badly Are you badly injured, injured as well? Yeah. yeah, you're all in the infirmary. And you're all in there for about a week. They do that partly as a cool-down period, and everybody's kept separate. But you guys are in an open area. Uh, you're handcuffed and ankle cuffed to the bed. You got one hand free. But it's not like you can look over. You don't know where they've got Stroker. These are small rooms, like six beds in them. They've obviously got more than a few rooms. But it's a week of rest, and believe me, you're sore after that fight. But Stroker was not able to kill you or do anything else that he may have been planning on doing. And your prison reputation goes up and is no longer poor it is now mediocre as people think a little bit better of you maybe they'll not be as quick to mess with you and <clears throat> during your long week in the infirmary you won't be available for the group therapy or work or anything else and you don't accrue or earn any money to buy cigarettes with or anything like that but at the end of that week on uh, a bright and early Tuesday morning, you were sent right back down into the showers. And uh, you notice, of course, you don't see... You don't see Stroker anywhere. He'll probably be in a little longer. Yeah, um, he was than more, you were, were you uninjured at this action. point. Yes, and you are now uninjured at this point, both of you, after your long stay in the infirmary. Unfortunately, there's no beautiful young nurses to fall in love with or anything like that but <coughs> at least you're not going to die and your prison reputation is even better than before and no one bugs you in the shower at all except on the way out a guy with a swastika on his neck walks up to you but he's got both hands held out in front of him Show that he's not uh, he's not here to fight. He said, "Listen, got a message for you. My name's Catfish. I could be your friend, but normally you committed crimes against the natural order of things, fellas. 
And normally a good King Kelly, well, he just had to put you down. Not only because you're Night Rangers, because now you've gone up against him and all of the Pale Riders. Now, maybe you think you can't get touched when you're in the infirmary. Maybe you think you can't get touched when you're in the hole. But I've heard a rumor, and I passed this rumor along to King Kelly, and this made King Kelly think he might have something to talk with you about after all. Now, there's a rumor going around the prison that you boys can get your hands on sweets. <laughs> you got some kind of outside line on the sweet stuff, is what we heard. I'm talking Hostess cupcakes, ding-dongs. I'm talking high quality, the good stuff. I can see what I can do, yeah. I, I, I might have that uh, connection. Listen, this is the deal. King Kelly can get himself a regular supply of ho-hos and ding-dongs. And you have a temporary reprieve from the official vengeance of the Pale Riders. Is it understood? Yes. You got 48 hours to make something happen. Otherwise, you're going to get another visit. And I hope that it goes well, because they say that Ross the Hoss is getting out in a couple days from his spot in the infirmary. And, uh, lucky for you, seems old, uh, seems old, uh, Stroker got himself thrown in the hole. Yeah. Something bad, he, I think they must have said something, he must have said something that the nurses didn't like. And they're talking about the same male nurse that met you guys before. Well, that's mighty unfortunate for Mr. Stroker, but <clears throat> I suppose, uh... We'll have to see what we can do about getting those snack cakes. That's right. And if you're getting snack cakes for King Kelly, there ain't no reason to get no snack cakes for anybody else. King Kelly gets all the snack cakes that come into Hardgate. That fat-ass sugar tits Leonard don't need no more sweets. Now we're in a predicament. Well, yeah. you're definitely in a predicament, but it's your predicament and not mine, says Catfish. Yes, well, let us uh, figure out how we're going to handle that. You got 48 hours, like I said. 48 hours. Yep. A couple of dead men with a, tempor with a temporary reprieve. All right, so feeling slightly more secure, perhaps, than since you've gotten here. You know that most of your major enemies are delaying <laughs> vengeance in the hopes of uh, little Debbie snack cakes, which... That's not part of your background at all, right? You were just bullshitting sugar tits. Yeah. yeah, bullshitting that guy the first time it came up. Uh, and it was specifically pudding, but... Uh, that's uh, right. <laughs> if you can get... Oh, yeah, sugar tits would love to have pudding more than any other sweet. Yeah. So, so, I don't see a problem with pudding for sugar tits and snacky cakes for... Uh, <laughs> King, King Kelly only... Yeah. I mean, he only the dude only did just specify specifically specify snack cakes. So. Well, that that might give you some wiggle room later on if it comes down to it. If we can even get fucking pudding and snack cakes in the first place. I mean, if King Kelly was in the right mood, that's the type of misunderstanding that well, catfish might get blamed for if everything else was going well. Now let's we'll. I mean, we are in a motorcycle club now. I mean, we've got to call on our brothers. We got to make this happen. You know, it's been a long time since I've talk to anybody in the club but uh, you know I'm sure they're busy with arms but maybe maybe they can also get the 
hook up on some sweets. Well, your your cellmate Redford is not that far away because you guys are all filing back into your you know cell block to put your clothes on and everything before you go to breakfast. And you, yeah, but you know they only let you use the phone once a week. That's like four days from now. I tell you what, you might be able to butter up. You might be able to butter up Officer Davis. He might let you do it. How do you mean butter him up now? No, I mean you know he's kind of a soft touch. Tell him you, you got a kid or anything. I do have a boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you know maybe oh, maybe yeah. if he thought you were calling your kid, he might let you do it. Just a quick phone call. But I don't know. I'm just saying. Meanwhile, there's another guy comes up, and it's that same guy, Lippy Mo, who said that he could introduce you to a guy, and so on and so forth. Hey, listen, fellas, how, how, how you doing? Hey, forget about that pack of cigarettes we were talking about. Remember I said I had a friend? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he, he's, he's been watching. He's impressed with y'all. Oh, one another. I'm not joining any more gangs or Well, he's clubs. not, he's not exactly. Our supply of sweets and snack cakes is very limited. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think that's what this is about. He, he asked about you guys. He said he asked if you were night rangers. I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure you were. For life, yep. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, uh, he found out, he said he wanted to meet you. I told him, you're in the, uh, you know, you're in the infirmary. Nobody can get to you. And I'd already tried to talk to you, but anyway, he'd like to meet you fellas at uh, movie night tonight. They're playing a, a pretty good one. They Live, John Carpenter's They Live. They're playing at... Uh, never heard of no John Carpenter. Well, you never heard of John Carpenter? Who the hell is John Carpenter? Well, I actually don't know who he is either. It's just that when I, my buddy was very insistent that he got this movie specially, told you he can make things happen. He can he, get things from the outside? He can get things from the outside. He like can get you moved around. Chocolate pudding. I don't know if he can get you chocolate pudding or not. Fluff. But I have the feeling he wants something from you. Well, I imagine. Now, but you said he's the one that can get us potentially moved. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why when I saw you boys were in trouble, that's why I said something to him. But I don't know. Rumor has it. Rumor's going around pretty fast that you guys have had a temporary reprieve from the vengeance of the Pale Riders. <clears throat> that's true, but I think we still might, might need to take him up on that potential move off of. But well, at movie night tonight, he'll find you. All right, and when's that? After after dinner? After dinner. All right. Well, after free time, and then they have the movie night. All right. Okay. All right. Nash, for you, did I hear you saying you wanted to use, a, use the phone? I would like to make a call, yes. Well, my buddy can get you hooked up with phone calls, too, so you just keep that in mind. Okay. All right. Listen, you fellas, be careful. And Lippy Moe disappears in the background, and uh, there's a quiet breakfast that morning so if you guys have anything to discuss with each other or any uh, guards or anything like that here in the breakfast area. Well it sounds like we're not going to have to worry about uh, Stroker at work today. No. No. I not today. He's, he's going to be in the hole for a while. So that's good. We can just get our work done and get out of here and meet this man and move in that hopefully. Maybe. Well see I've still got my 30 cents. You got your 30 cents? Yes. All right. What you gonna spend yours on? Well, I might. I, I won't have to see what they got. I'm, the I'm gonna have to buy a new toothbrush. Mine's, you know, used. <laughs> well, you Heavily could, used. You could wash it. I don't think that's gonna do it. <laughs> it's too sharp. Can't put that in my mouth. Uh, as you guys, as you guys are talking, Headley. Headley comes up to your table. He's sort of the mouthpiece for Sugar Tits, as you know. And, of course, you look across the cafeteria. You can see Sugar Tits sitting at his regular table. And he comes over. Headley does. 
Well, how you boys doing? Good to see you again this morning. Haven't seen you in here in a while. Pleasure to see you, Mr. Headley. Word has it you've been uh, you've been making things happen for yourselves, gaining reputation, standing up for yourselves over there in Cell Block C. That's what I hear. Well, trying to, yeah, trying to. That's right. Not much of a choice. Um, that Stroker fellow. I heard he's uh, not a not a very good person. Oh no, he's a bad man. He's he, a very bad man. Definitely trying to do bad things. We, to, to, we was not going to allow it to happen. Well, sometimes, sometimes things happen, but uh, not with him. No, no. I don't think anyone will blame you for that one. But listen, uh, Sugar Tits, uh, he spent the whole week having only one brownie at every meal. So, uh, you know, because I, I believe there was some talk about uh, temporarily giving him your brownie. So I just come over here to collect your brownie for Sugar Tits. Well, here you go. And he asked me to ask you how things are moving on that pudding project we've been working on. Well, I'm making... I believe there's going to be a phone call later today. Uh, oh, really? You're going to call pudding, We're going to call our, our pudding contact. Okay, yeah. okay. All it's right. It works. Okay, now I also heard another... I, I don't take stock of rumors, you understand. This place is worse than a hen house when it comes to rumors. All these kinds be gabbing. But I tell you, I heard that maybe... Just maybe there's some whispers about some, uh, well, a sweet thing I like to call Little Debbie. I heard a rumor about some ho-hos and some ding-dongs that you maybe... Well, I'm, a, I'm afraid of King. King. King Kelly has called dibs on the oh, ding-dongs. Oh, 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 no. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. We just talking I'm about not, pudding now. I'm not going back to tell... Oh, well, see, but, but when we were originally talking... Sugar Tiss was unaware that Ho-Ho's and Ding-Dong was on the menu because what he likes to do, he likes to open up the pudding cup and he likes to dip the Ding-Dong in the pudding and eat it that way because he likes to double down. Now listen, I'll tell you, I'll tell you say something. Uh, now what this deal was, we were going to set up with King Kelly, that was fake. Uh, see, we're just tricking him. Well, there is no Ding-Dongs, there is no Ho-Ho's or no Little Debbie hookup. Uh, pudding Box Jones was... Uh, was tight with the uh, the Night Rangers. Oh, you know Puddin'? You you guys know you're down with Puddin' Box. We, we knew Puddin' Box Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he tears up. <laughs> he was a goddamn good man. Puddin' Box. He kept us all with Puddin'. Makes you feel like home. Like a Puddin' your mama would give you. Back before everything went to bad the wrong way. I'm he, sorry, I'll get emotional. He died eating what he loved. That's what I heard. <laughs> well, listen now. That's very disappointing about there being no ho-hos and no cupcakes, but I'll tell Sugar Tess what the deal is. In the meantime, I'm going to take that brownie, and he's going to be so disappointed that I think you, he says to Duke, maybe you all give me your brownie too. Because nothing helps the big man calm down when he's feeling like poking somebody's eyes out like some brownies. Okay, I can do that uh, to help console him. That's right. He's very emotional too. Very emotional. All right, boys. Well, you better just keep that between you and me about that whole uh, incident with the fake little Debbie's yes. because that's the kind want, of thing that can get a man killed. We don't want that going around. We gotta keep that on the down low. Well, it seems like maybe that this maybe there's something I got on you now. All right. Well, how about I give you another brownie as well uh, for how about tips? how about every single day until this matter is resolved. You're going to both give me your brownie. I think I can do that. I, I don't think I'm missing too much with the brownie. I know how he loves his brownies. So. I'll tell you, brownies come at a premium in this place. They're like cigarettes in here. All right? Because 
But even though they ain't that good, but they're the only brownie we got. Mm-hmm. All well, right. for now. What? Well, I thought you said you couldn't get no brownie. <laughs> or no little Debbie's. I don't think so, but uh, you never know. No, all right, then. And just as he's about to walk away, he turns around. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I just had a sudden thought. You know how you told me that the deal was fake about the, the ding-dongs and the ho-hos with King Kelly? Now, what's to make... Boy, I sure hope for your sake that the deal about the pudding boxes ain't fake. Oh, because so you I wanna... You, I, we can maybe provide a sample or something once we have it, but... Pudding I, sample. All yeah. we can do is is wait for, for now. But it's... Uh, it's real. All right. Because, boy, I'll tell you what... I think that would just break Sugar Tears' heart. If he, all this time he'd be thinking he's getting pudding. No, this and is. And to f- find out that no pudding, I think he's gonna turn you into pudding by pounding on you over and over and over. This is well, uh, pudding boxes, lost stash, I believe, is left over. You know about the lost stash of pudding box Jones? <laughs> I know they. He had some hidden. I heard there's a cave out in the wilderness with just all kinds of pudding. Well, hidden away for the apocalypse. Apocalypse pudding. Well, well this comes straight from the source. So <laughs> I assure you, it's good stuff. I hope for your sake it is good stuff. All right, convicts, breakfast is over. Get moving. Time to go to work. And you find yourself herded out into the into the yard again and go across the yard past the poor bastards who are starting to break rocks. And uh, Spivey's going to work with you. He goes, the only good thing about breaking rocks is only one good thing about it. Okay, you see how there's big piles of rocks over there? Good place to hide stuff. Officer Kratt, he likes to do these sweeps and searches of your cells. Random. But uh, sometimes, uh, you know how he is with the Pale Riders. They coordinate that stuff. If I was, if I ever got anything real good, if it were me, I'd hide it in the rock pile out here and figure out a way to come and go from there. It'd be a lot easier than trying to hide it myself. Not that I'd do anything like that. Anyway. Well, that's good information to have. Thank you, sir. Well, information's all I got. Thank you very much. I'm not a fighter. Like I say, I'm a white-collar criminal. Anyway, the white-collar criminal and you guys both go in to, uh, to work in the factory poking holes in the faceplates of ATM machines. And uh, you haven't been there in seven days because you've been in the infirmary, but luckily you won't be in there today with your annoying and disgusting and obnoxious workmate, Stroker, who is... Who was in, uh, was in the infirmary and now is apparently in the hole for something he said. So, you guys are left more or less alone today without any direct, anyone in the, in the way to directly overhear anything you might be talking about. Or maybe even do. Now, I think you should, uh, we should both, both try again to maybe get, get a hold of some of these, uh, punch-outs in the metal and, uh, Maybe we can use them for something. Yeah, in our last episode, they were they were punching the hole. They were trying to get the scrap metal from uh, some of the bigger pieces that they might be able to use for something. But uh, it takes great cunning. It's not so much about dexterity as it's about, you know, brazenly doing it when there are people around watching. And So we will definitely need... It would take... Of course, this is while it's moving. It would take great cunning to do so. And uh, once again, I don't think you guys... But again, you get the feeling, even though you can't get it right now, if you could somehow, when everything's winding down, maybe distract Officer Simmons, the guy who is a for- overseer here. You know, maybe while one of you is talking to him, another one could reach down and get something like that. Certainly not ungettable, but hard to get while everything's up and running. I had an idea about uh, 
So, so we've got this uh, problem. We need to get to pudding, but maybe we don't need to. Maybe we can do something about uh, sugar tits. Maybe since he's getting these brownies, maybe we put something in his brownies. Maybe uh, that's why. Maybe we could put some of this uh, metal <laughs> shaving or something that mess him up. Uh, something else, maybe some chemical or something. Hmm. Well, let's have a little look-see around this uh, here works work area and see if there's anything like that that we might be able to some cleaning see chemicals or something. While we're punching these face plates. You can see there is a big cleaning cabinet, and you've noticed over the last couple days they do come and spray down the belts afterwards, but it's while you guys are being let out. And there's people with other jobs that are coming in to do that. People who technically have slightly better jobs. They're in a clerk position, which includes light maintenance and uh, kitchen duty and things like that. There's also civilian staff that come in from uh, West Wells, which is a town that's nearby, who actually work here. Too. But uh, yes, you, you could possibly access cleaning chemicals. <clears throat> but uh, are they, you, you say they're like locked away. They're locked. They're in a cleaning cabinet. They're locked away. But yeah. as you guys are walking out, they're usually starting to do the cleaning. You noticed? Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to uh, when we leave out of here today. Maybe do some intimidation. Maybe get one of these guys to give them give me some uh, little bottle or something I can hide on me. Well, possibly. Uh, now, I just might be able to distract I forgot the supervisor's name. But Simmons. Simmons, yes. Mm-hmm. I might be able to distract him uh, with my exceeding charm and uh, it's long enough for you to get just get some directly out of the cabinet. I suppose so. You can try that. Well, you have all day to think about it and it's a long, monotonous day, too. But... What... What did you say you were in for, uh, Frank? Uh, I got, I got busted, uh, I got busted running some drugs down in Louisiana. I see, you know, wasn't no pudding, uh, ding-dongs and ho-hos, I suppose. I was not smuggling confectionaries. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I hadn't talked to, uh, any members of the Night Rangers many years. Oh, is that right? Well, how long you been in here? Well, well in, not... In, in the in the joint, anyway. Well, you know, I stopped keeping track. It's been so long here. I've been transferred. I was at McNeil Island until they canceled their... Uh, uh, well, they turned it into a state prison, transferred me to Leavenworth, and then uh, even before that, I was in and out of prison. You know, back... I was on a... Uh, uh, down at um, Alcatraz, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I got out when they closed it in uh, 1963, and then, uh, and then later that year I went to Dallas. Uh, once you want to know about that, <laughs> nothing. Tell I'm not going to tell you about that. Uh, and then, <laughs> then I was. I'm guessing that was in the fall. Yes, that was later that year, and uh, then I made my way up. Uh, Back uh, around California area and got some more trouble. Uh, you might have heard the on the. You might have heard some rumors 
about what happened with me and the, the robbery? Yes, oh yes, that was big, big news uh, back a few years back now. I shot, shot that security guard dead. Now, now, now don't you tell me about anything else you might have heard now, because I'm guilty of sin. Well, now, just between you and me, um, I'd, I'm not sure that's entirely true, but I do think it was the right thing to do. Yeah, because, uh... But, after, but apparently you killed Kennedy, too, so... <laughs> so you're just stone cold. I'm, I'm a straight-up killer. All right, you guys, that's it. This is Officer Simmons. You hear the buzzer go off. Uh, okay, shut her down. Shut her down, he says, moving his hand in a circular motion, and the assembly line stop moving, and, uh... Everybody's beginning to shuffle. He's going around one by one, checking everybody's clipboard as he does at the end of your days. You can make your 30 cents. And uh, he comes up to you. All right, come on now. Come on now, Williams. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, all right. Hey, we'll here you go. Now, give, me, uh, uh, give me my check mark now. Now I have a question for you. All right, make it quick. Now, how long does it take for, for a, a worker uh, of, uh, who has been doing a good job to get a, a promoted into a different job and possibly make a little more money? More than four days, which well, is... Well, I, uh, I realize, of course, it's very soon. I'm right. just curious. 30 days, or a few 30 work days, you understand, not calendar days. Okay, I'm like put motioning you- subtly towards the <laughs> chemical mm-hmm. cabinet. Mm-hmm. While he's talking, I'll try yeah, to yeah, sneak... Yeah, he, he begins to go off on this real convoluted, you know, according to 3.214 of the prisoner's code, and he goes on, giving you more of an answer than you really want. Meanwhile... Mm-hmm. Or I need to make a cunning roll? Yeah, but why don't you make an ego roll, though, uh, Frank, real quick, just so I can see how long you'll keep him. Superb. Okay, you'll keep him occupied for a while, and he's totally absorbed in this discussion. He never gets to talk about this stuff, because no one gives a shit, not even you. Anyway, meanwhile, Duke is walking over to the cleaning cabinet, is that correct? And it's open because the cleaning crew is already coming out and starting to clean things. They're being directed by a civilian overseer. I got a good cunning roll. Okay, good is about the worst thing you could have gotten and still succeeded. And just as as you get this bottle of a cleaning, it does say, warning, do not put in mouth, all this stuff. You, you, You don't know much about this stuff, but it looks bad. It had a little skull and crossbone poison sign on it. And just as you get it into your jumpsuit pocket that civilian uh custodial overseer hey there you're not supposed to be hanging around back there get moving officer simmons tell this guy to get moving hey don't tell me what to do hey come on there officer simmons comes in all right now now this guy he's got the force of law in here all right if he asks you to move you move get moving I haven't had any trouble from you yet. Don't get lippy now. Don't get obstinate. No, 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 sir. All right, come here. I want to be able to give you this check mark. All right, he checks. He checks the check mark by your name, and so now you both uh, have sixty cents, and so it's a dollar twenty between you, I guess. You are uh, brushed outside into the yard where it's uh, afternoon, and you'll have uh, a little bit of free time before dinner and of course uh, just when you're doing that though and there's a thousand other things you'd rather be doing you see the male nurse coming up again towards you goes alright hey you were supposed to be a group it was a long time you were in that infirmary for a long time time to go to group right now yeah yeah, I know I know but it's during my free time I get it I get it I hear you but I don't make the rules why don't you come and meet Dr. Trudy alright yeah all right, you go ahead and take your exercise. This group's just for special clientele. 
Yeah, the Stone Cold Killers. Well, we don't like to use words like that, but anyway, uh, Frank goes off to the yard or wherever he goes. We'll find that out in a minute. But you are marched over to the administration building. Um, a guard is following uh, the male nurse. And you're taken into the administration building and through an inf- through the infirmary where you just were. And then into a room that looks like a little rec room. There's a ping pong table set up in one corner. And uh, there's a picture of the governor of Nevada on the wall. And a picture of President Reagan on the wall. And there's a bunch of guys sitting around in a circle. Including Stroker. And including Ross the Hoss. And including King Kelly, and including Sugar Tits, and including Enzo, uh, who's Sugar Tits' tall, tall, skinny enforcer that you've been warned about. And everybody's sitting in the, the circle together with this little old lady. <laughs> she's like she's got to be approaching retirement age. And they all got these little cups of juice. They're all sipping their little cups of juice. She goes, well, come in. It's so nice to meet you. Duke, that's what you like to be called, right? That's correct. I'm Dr. Trudy. Come on here and sit down. Listen, some of the boys said you've been fighting with them. Hmm. They've been fighting with me, I suppose. I'm, I'm really afraid of him, uh, Dr. Trudy, says King Kelly, who you know he's, you know, you don't believe it at all, but she seems to believe it. Yeah, he, uh, he told me once a Nazi, always a Nazi, and he said he's going to cut this, this uh, tattoo right off my neck. You can see where that is. I could bleed to death, Dr. Trudy. Yes, you know, I can understand making threats to feel safe, but, uh, you know, King Kelly's been working very hard to rehabilitate himself. (laughs) You are as naive as you are sweet. Well, no, 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 I'm not naive at all. I just just believe that we all need a chance to be, uh, oh, you know, rehabilitated, really, for lack of a better word, says Dr. Trudy. Yeah, and, um... And sometimes when I get the diabetic shakes, says uh, Sugar Tess Leonard, and uh, sometimes I get the shakes and I make very, very nervous and sad and scared and I miss my mama. And she goes, of course you do. Of course you do, Leonard. And you can see that one as the conversation goes on, these guys have all figured out how to hone in on her instincts and so on and so forth. And uh, she goes, now, do you think if you had you know, something different to do that you might be a little less aggressive, you might act out a little less, maybe you're just bored? Well, maybe if I had something, uh, yeah, maybe something to keep my mind occupied that's not uh, punching holes and things, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe, a little, maybe what I need is a bit more responsibility, you know? Hey, I've got a great idea, says King Kelly. How about if, uh, how about if he could work in the laundry with me and the boys? Yeah, he could come in there and just be me and the boys and him all day long. What do you think about that, Dr. Trudy? Think we could all make friends for real? Well, I don't know. Do you feel ready for that, working in the laundry? Is that something you think you'd enjoy? Why don't we just try uh, you in the laundry room? I, She's, I have an allergy to detergent, I don't think. Oh, oh, you do. Uh, um, make an ego roll. She's going to make up. Oh, my. Good. Well, well, I'll have to put that in your chart. And we'll, at your next checkup, we'll check on that. Well, maybe the laundry's not the best place for you. And you can tell, like, King King uh, Kelly's pissed off about it. Anyway, it goes, unless there's something you want to bring up with her, it's more of that for about 45 minutes. Meanwhile, 
uh, Frank, you've gone back. You've gone back uh, into the yard, I guess. You do have free time. You can go into the uh, cell block area where they have the tables. You can go into the yard. Well, that's basically it. Oh, well, I, I'm not sure when it is. I mean, I'm assuming free time. I can, when, this is free time. Oh, yes. Totally. Commissary is on. I would on. love to go. That's there. when most people go there. All right. You get in there. You have an Officer Falwell who's in there. And Officer Falwell uh, greets you. All right. This way, convict. Come on in. Mm-hmm. Spend your money fast. All right. Thank you so much. Name. Now. Right. Name is Frank Williams Jr. All right, he takes your name and prisoner number and he goes six zero nine zero. All right, six zero nine zero. Yep, you got a sixty cent balance. That sounds about right to me. Yes. Okay, now you can get the cheap cigarettes for sixty cents. The good cigarettes are ninety cents, and the best cigarettes are all are dollar twenty. That's for like name brand Marlboros, Camels, which sounds cheap to us now, but this is. High prices back. I remember, yeah, I remember the very first pack of cigarettes I ever bought was 50 cents. 50 cents. Yeah. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so, now, oh, sorry, sorry, officer, what was your name? Officer Falwell. Officer Falwell. That's right. right. Uh, um, now, I'm looking around here and I see cigarettes and toothbrush mm-hmm. and toothpaste. Now, got, got some noodles. Some ramen noodles. I, I see. Very now, popular item. Now, do you have a shaving razor? Tell you what we do have, and he pulls out a pack of three little big style disposable razors, and uh, they're the same. They're basically the same ones you're issued uh, in your cell that are like real dull and just not. Enough. You could turn one into a weapon with sufficient, you know. Yep, five bucks. Five dollars. <laughs> oh my. Right. Well, you can always use a. You can always use the. Uh, and he points out there's also all kinds of like better deodorant, better toothpaste, better this, better that. You know deodorant that doesn't give your armpits a rash which it does for most of the people in here it's all like talc based and well i got a, a strange question now, I, I i don't imagine uh, you have much control over the inventory it depends but uh i could really use some pudding cups pudding cups pudding cups that's a tall order pudding cups in a prison you must be crazy <laughs> well I'm not asking for a for a steel file or a pickaxe. No, I got no pudding cups, but uh, we do have some little oatmeal cookies. Come two in a packet. Oatmeal cookies, about the best you're gonna get. Well, that ain't a pudding cup. Uh, no, it's not. We also got bags of Doritos, dollar forty. Huh? Do you have anything that looks like a pudding cup? <laughs> <laughs> Like Listen, buddy, what is it with you and pudding cups? You got Mott's applesauce by chance? <laughs> I got no applesauce. You might talk to the cafeteria. They serve applesauce sometimes. All right. Well, in that case, uh, give me the give me what's the cheap cigarettes? You said sixty cents. That's right. I give you the sixty cent specials. All right. Give me those. All right. And he gives you what's a fictional name for a cheap ass brand of cigarettes in the eighties? Well, the one I, the ones I bought for fifty cents were bucks. So these, I mean, these could be sucks or <laughs> <laughs> that, give you a pack of sucks. Because what you do with your woman, you yeah. just suck on them, right? Yeah, he sells you a pack of sucks for sixty cents. Wow, do you have any? Do you have any of the kind the, <coughs> with the filterless sucks? <laughs> menthol sucks. Menthol sucks. <laughs> they got. We got all the different kinds of sucks. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, I'll take a. I'll take a pack of filterless sucks. All right, it gives you some matches. Pack a book of matches too. Oh, kind. Uh, think of kind. Yeah. 
Yeah, first time you set your betting on fire with that will be the last time. Trust me. Understood. Thank you, sir. Yep. And he goes back. He, he He's watching TV. You know, he's watching the A-team on a, on a little black and white screen. So he was, he goes back to doing that. And your, your shopping trip to the comedy, you got a general sense of what they have and don't have there. It's main, mainly just items of very limited pleasure, like ramen noodles and toiletries. Toiletries. Yeah. Uh, but the matches are actually the probably the most interesting thing that I've got now, because uh, you know, and then they're all over prisons, just like cigarettes. But like I say, the first time you light something on fire, you'll you'll pay the price, as he was hinting. Right. But uh, anyway, at the end of that period, it's uh, it's getting close on dinner time, and uh, you're out of group by now, Duke. All right. And I, I assume you guys will sit together again at dinner. Anything you guys want to discuss or handle during dinner? No, I got. Well, I'm gonna bring my uh, uh, chemicals. Mm-hmm. I, want, I guess you know, it, whatever. If I had any sort of time before this, I would like to have uh, kind of gotten a sense of what's in the bottle. Uh, a lot of poisonous stuff. It's like ammonia, you know, it's like some kind of strong. Yeah, ammonia is definitely a strong smell. It'll kill somebody. Yeah. I'm gonna, um, so I had this idea, and it was probably really stupid. But <clears throat> if we absolutely have to get rid of sugar tits, mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with a way we could uh, fake a pudding box. <laughs> and we could take our brownies <laughs> and mix them with the poison <laughs> and say it was pudding. Chocolate pudding. <laughs> Chocolate pudding. Well, <laughs> and I just imagine like I imagine what I was imagining was like a like those cup of noodles. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like take the ramen out and like put this poison pudding mix. Well, it is a cup of noodles. And put like the top back on and just right pudding on it. <laughs> well, I didn't specify, but I did That's picture our sample that we were gonna get. <laughs> right. Well, the ramen, the ramen is in a cup though. I should specify. It's not just like a little package of ramen. Well, that probably have to be in this context. Yeah, too. so, uh, you know, I guess they do have that there. Which I guess that's sort of like a pudding cup. But I mean, I don't know how you would make a... F- <gasps> I do know like how... Milk, chocolate milk, and brownie. Well, no, we, I go with... Go, go, I'll talk to fucking Spivey. I was probably doing this in character, but I could talk to Spivey, and maybe he could get me a, a fraudulent pudding... <laughs> pudding top to go on top of the mm-hmm. cup of noodles... Well, and I suppose, uh, but my idea about the, uh, the chocolate milk will help mix uh, with the brownie mix, uh, get the right consistency going, and then uh, we'll put in some poison and uh, see how he likes that. I think that's a fine idea, but I'm out of money, so I can't buy a couple of noodles well, just yet. But. I'll have to uh, forego my toothbrush and buy some ramen instead. Yeah, I guess you, I guess you probably will, and you'll need to figure out a way to get some chocolate milk. Well, do they don't they serve any chocolate milk? Either ask for a special because okay. it's not what you've been given. Yeah, with a tiny ass carton of white milk. Mm-hmm. I'll have to. <clears throat> is there like any get like? Are you allowed to get up and just? Oh yeah, people okay. are getting up and walking around talking to each other. It's one of the few, you know, real. It's kind of like an extension of free time. If they turn off the lights, that means everybody's supposed to be quiet and stop what they're doing. 
But right now the lights are all on. In fact, they're wheeling in the, the cart. There's some cheering because they're wheeling in the cart with the film projector on it for movie night. Well, I'm going to get up and I'm going to try to get get my hands on some chocolate milk. All right. Well, you can walk up to the line. And there's a person back there. It looks like a civilian. Uh, maybe not a, uh, a prison worker. But he's supervising some... Uh, you see all the people working behind him are prison workers. Because yeah, what you want, convict? We already gave everything. No seconds. Told you... Mm told you guys all the time no seconds i just wanted to see if i could get some maybe chocolate milk instead of just regular milk all the time well it looked like i'm running here nursery school chocolate milk's for good prisoners well i've been trying to be a good prisoner as i can be you know and uh, i've just had a real tough time you Listen, know it's real hard if you want chocolate milk i'm gonna have to have a note from dr trudy well I have been seeing Dr. Trudy, and she says I'm making good progress. All right, let me let me see. I want a note on her on her letterhead, and then I'll give you one. Okay. She needs to write you out a note. She can she can grant you special privileges. I'm aware, such as job placement, so on and so forth. Yes, sir. I, uh, she. Well, I talked to her before, and we we get along great. She she had nothing but good things to say about me. Got so. a very limited supply of chocolate milk here. Okay. Don't even ask I'll, me about strawberry milk, because that ain't happening. I'll give you my uh, glowing uh, recommendation uh, from Dr. Trudy. I'm going to make an ego roll. I don't think there's been a time when my dice have not He's been throwing his... Table. Yeah, this... I'm not even throwing them, really. I'm letting them go as gently down as I can. And, and the, table, the table is kicking them back off. The, Dice are extra bouncy. We have extra bouncy fudge dice. They don't follow the normal <laughs> laws of physics. All right. Uh, well, I don't. I'm Let's try that again. Game. We're rolling that again. <laughs> okay. Well, that's poor. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I did have one of these uh, one of these little uh, orange fruit cups left, but I think I'm just gonna eat that myself. He opens it up uh, and oh, no. Mmm. <laughs> Last of them, too. You did that on purpose. All right, Con, get moving. Bring me back a note. Don't talk to me again about chocolate milk. Humiliated me. Yeah, in fact, that guy, he's hes really kind of a bully type guy, especially because he's not a guard. He's a civilian employee, you know, who comes here to work. The way he slurped down those little mandarin oranges and little, <laughs> um, just made me sick. Let's see what he did. Yeah. Well, anyway... <clears throat> After dinner, you have a little bit of free time, and I, oh, I was going to ask if you guys are going to go to movie night, but I believe you are planning on going. We have to meet the uh, yeah, prison Lip, block relocation. Yeah, Lippy uh, Moe said to meet his friend. His friend now wants to meet you. Mm-hmm. He's, he asked a few questions about you. Anyway, after a little bit of uh, free time, as you guys are getting ready to go into go back to the cafeteria, which they've removed the tables and set all the chairs up to be like a little makeshift movie theater. And some people are filing in that way, and Spivey's all excited. Yeah, at least we got an action movie this time. John Carpenter's They Live. Uh, <clears throat> I've never heard of uh, John Carpenter, but I'm excited to see a movie. I have not seen a movie in many a day. Yeah, that's one of the few things we got going here. And, uh, of course, we usually don't get the good action movies. Last time we had a movie, we had to watch uh, Legal Eagles, starring Deborah Winger. 
believe me, it was uh, it was it was no fun at all. Not not really a good for the target audience. Romantic comedy. Yeah, right? not yeah. not really not really the kind of thing we like to see around here. But I got a question for you, Spider. Yeah, no problem. You said uh, you can get sort of documents and things. Well, I can make anything. Yeah, if I have the right stuff. I need a chocolate pudding lid. Hmm. Your best. Uh, Get your best forgery artist on that. You, you need kind of a, a certain kind of paper for that, you know? Some foil, I think. Yeah, I mean, how convincing? Yeah, well, I mean, you have to have some, some, at least some foil. You think you can get some foil from the kitchens? Well, I might be able, might be able to get some foil or some kind of uh, plastic sheeting or plastic wrap, perhaps. Uh, something like you that. Know, I already got a stash of label paper. You, you know, me- what I saw, though, I saw that uh, one of the civilian uh, guys there, they have fruit cups, you know. Maybe that'll do. Well, yeah, but the guards keep all the fruit cups from themselves. They never make it to the tables. Damn them. I know, right? Well, I might be able to talk one of the cafeteria guys out of a fruit cup. Possibly. But we still need a... uh, If I had a fruit cup lid, I could do wonders. Could you alter that into a pudding? Absolutely. Okay. Now we're making progress. All right, all right. Well, I think we've got a plan for for next uh, breakfast. I I will approach the... Approach the cafeteria. And I need to workers. get some chocolate milk too, though. That's uh, well, I, get... I might be able to get that for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I'm, I, I'm if I'm sufficiently charming. Yeah, I didn't. I I got it. My only way is in through a Trudy, Doctor Trudy, but that might be a while. Well, tomorrow <clears throat> you got to go to group every day after work. If I can, if, if I'm alive till then, we'll see what happens. That's always a question in here. Well, by now, you've you finished filing across the yard, and everybody's filing into the cafeteria that's been turned into a movie theater for movie night. <clears throat> and just as promised, there's actually popcorn here. Uh, officer, or the assistant warden Howell is here as well, and he gets up to give a speech. Now, before we start this movie, which, by the way, I voted against having movie night but the new warden thinks this will help, so he's had some popcorn sent in from the movie theater in West Wells of West Wells 8. Yeah, it's yesterday's popcorn, but you're lucky to have any. Any shenanigans once those lights go dim, I will come down so hard on you that you'll be begging me to spend the next two years in the hole. You understand me, convicts? Let me hear a yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. All right. Roll film. And, uh, there's a big... There's a cheer as, uh, you know, the screen comes up, goes black, and uh, familiar repetitive synth music composed by John Carpenter begins, and uh, John Carpenter's They Live starts. Meanwhile, there's this big bulky shadow that you can kind of sense behind your chair, and uh, a big guy comes and sits down next to you. When I say big guy, he's he's a heavy, he's a stout fellow. Got a big round middle, and kind of a face looks like he had maybe some pretty bad acne in, uh, you know, when he was young. So he kind of has that Edward James almost, you know, kind of pockmarked face with a white beard and thinning hair. Of course, he's wearing his orange jumpsuit, and uh, his uh, his prison number is stenciled onto his suit. Hi there, how you fellows doing tonight? Doing all right, I suppose you must be, must be a man that uh, we're supposed to meet tonight. Uh, that's right. That's right. Name's uh, name's Melvin Grubb. Melvin Grubb. 
So I heard you all are a couple of night rangers. Yes. Yes, sir. Interesting, interesting. Well, uh, I also have heard you guys are standing up for yourselves around here. Well, trying to, uh... You know how prison is, I'm sure, where... It's just a constant battle. Well, every now and then someone finds a way to rise above that. Now, I'm here, I'm here for someone else's protection, you understand. I know things, you see. I know things that I shouldn't know. But, uh, you know, there has been, uh, there have been people who have made it out of here before. It's not as simple as just, uh, jumping a fence. But I'm looking for two fellas for a while who might be interested in hearing about how they might get out of here. Well, now, Mr. Grubb, that is quite an interesting proposition. Now, I thought we was just going to talk about perhaps relocating to a different cell block where these Nazis were not a constant threat. But if you're talking about getting out of here, boy, now that's something. That's a that's a horse of a different color. First of all, I can definitely get you into another cell block. It's just a matter of uh, transposing some numbers on some forms. I happen to be one of the chief clerks in the administrative center. Work my way up. Good behavior. But, uh, you see, there's a message I need delivered. And I need it delivered in person. Mouth to mouth, you understand. And I gotta find some people who are sufficiently motivated to get the hell out of here. Like I said... I'm out for that because, uh, uh... I don't have no reason to leave. In fact, if I do get out of prison, things get worse for me. You think you don't have a reason to leave? That's right. Uh, I've resigned to my fate, which is stuck in prison for the rest of my life, and that's where I belong, because I'm a murderer. You've been institutionalized. You know, I hear that that, uh, I've been looking into you boys. I hear that situation with that bank didn't go down maybe quite the way that people said it did. Where'd you hear that? That's false. I've got a strong and very capable correspondent living in Jupiter Springs right now. Getting to the age where they finally allowed him into the newspaper morgues. But listen. I'm guilty. I pled guilty. Well, if you don't want your freedom, I understand. But what if I told you that Chip Estrada might be in trouble? That's my boy. You just said my boy's name. That's your boy. Yeah, yeah, what about him? You know, you know him? Well, now, after you got, you know, sort of locked up, uh, 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 that, you know, what's Chip's mom's name? I don't even remember. Irene. Yeah. Well, after you got locked up, uh, Irene was so distraught, and, well, you You took advantage of my Irene, did you? I, I, well, I wouldn't say took advantage of, she took advantage of me. I comforted her in her time of stress, and... But anyway. I knew there was a reason I didn't like you. Well, some more bitch. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm sorry, but you know, woman in need, you can't just rightly turn them down. And anyhow, I, uh, well, I, I reckon Chip is my boy. Now, no, 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 that's that can't be true. Uh, no. Gentlemen, you can save this conversation for Phil Donahue later. The point is, if you care about Chip, he could be in trouble. Big well, trouble well, with the government. Big trouble? In love. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> now, I never heard of that. Um, now, I 
don't think so. I had everything taken care of. Chip's good company. He's hit, he's uh, sitting high in, uh, in the Moonstone Hill. What if I told you he's been in a mental institution? I wouldn't believe it. And that he's on a government watch list. Well, I'll I, I tell you one thing, uh, Duke, uh, that I'm not sure you're aware of, but uh, Irene did pass. Was her name Irene? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Irene did pass away, unfortunately. Uh, her downward spiral kind of led to some nastiness and addictions and such. And Chip, uh, I believe, last I heard, was sent off... Uh, to live with his grandparents? Something like that. That's absolutely right. You see, no, no, my correspondent, I have an agent in Jupiter Springs. He's working very closely with your chip. They've uncovered something that only one other person on Earth knows the truth about. A fellow named Pete Stryker, former convict here. You start asking around about him, people will tell you. He got out. They hushed the whole thing up. Now, this guy was a whistleblower. He knew quite a bit about the government's involvement with... Well, you know. What the hell are you talking about? You lost me there, boy. (laughs) All I can tell you for your own protection is that we're not alone in this universe. It could be that the Musterites, with their idea of an alien Christ, aren't that far off. They certainly maybe got closer than the Catholics to the truth about things, but that's all you need to worry about. All you really need to know is that Chip could be in trouble. You've been listening to that Bartell. Bartell's a close personal friend of mine, and I taught him everything he knows before I went inside. Well, And my agent in Jupiter Springs is absolutely trustworthy. He's solid. Codename Plunger. I need you to get out of this prison and give him a message from me that could get your chip out of trouble once and for all. But I have to know that you've got the will to get out because this is a one-time shot. If you guys fail, then the way out will be too obvious. Well, I'll tell you what. I do have to get out because I've got to hunt down and it's exact revenge upon Hank Williams Jr. for stealing my songs. Here we go. Listen, I'm quite familiar with your 1973 regional hit. Oh, were you in Nashville at the time? I wasn't in Nashville, but I have eyes everywhere. I see. I was phone freaking at the time. Very early, uh, early adopter of the process. I also happened to, uh, been very interested in conspiracies uh, surrounding the death of uh, Elvis Presley, the king. Obviously. Who? Obviously, you've never heard of Elvis Presley? No, come on. I don't think so. Frank. Was he, was he, was he, you say the king of what? The king of Persia or something? He's the king of rock and roll. He's a musician? All right now, Frank. Is it true that, is it possible that you've never heard of Elvis? I, I don't think so. What, did, what, did he have any hits? Have you ever heard of Heartbreak Hotel? Say that one more time. Well, since my baby left me... That son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) What are you yelling for? He stole that from me. I wrote that. I just wrote that the other day. When we was in the hole. How did he steal it? Well, when was this? When When would his come out? Listen, I'll tell you this much. It would not surprise me at all if your work had been usurped taken from you and recorded 
by Elvis. Stranger things have happened, as a matter of fact. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You telling me there could be time travel going on? Mind reading, maybe. My I don't believe any of this, though. Mind reading, nonsense. time travel? Nonsense. I'm starting to, I'm starting to go all in with you now. My Mr. friend, you have no idea. No. Your, your understanding of the universe is only just beginning. Stick with me, and you'll learn the truth behind all things. You got a red pill I can take or something? <laughs> no, but what I do have is a way out. Now you must follow my instructions to the letter. I'll tell you what to do, and if you do it, everything will go well. The first thing is, one of you has to get a job in the laundry. At least one of you. Oh, shit. Another one, you need to get yourself a job breaking rocks. You're going to need to find a power cutter. And you're going to need to hide that somewhere where you can retrieve it on the night of the escape. The only way to get that easily is get yourself a job breaking rocks. Best way to do that, get in trouble. Not a problem. And one of you needs to get a job in the laundry, because I'll tell you right now, the escape route goes through the laundry. I think I might be able to handle that. All right. Now, there's a couple other pieces to the puzzle, but we can talk about those later. One other thing you need to start working on right now. You're going to need to get the blessing of the Bean Machine. I'm, of course, talking about Evram Bean. He's the leader of the Hellerite Gang. Getting his blessing is vitally important. It's a verbal blessing that you'll need to know. Does he like pudding? <laughs> now, that's another thing I keep hearing about, is this uh, supposed pudding connection that you two gentlemen have. And if there is a pudding connection, I want in on it. But what I really need, if you can get your hands on marshmallow fluff, then that, that would really be something. But again, it's a secondary, secondary goal to the whole prison escape idea. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Grove, if I can procure some marshmallow fluff, I will absolutely do it for you in exchange for all this information you have just Provide. Well, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for uh, three fine young men of Jupiter Springs who I don't want to see get in any deeper. By the way, I, if you don't mind me asking, Mr. Grove, mm-hmm. what exactly are you in for? Well, it has to do with uh, transferring funds from one place to another. I am also... Uh, on in my younger days, I was a uh, signatory, meaning one of the people who signed uh, a certain uh, manifesto against the government. Uh, perhaps you've heard of the White Dragon Manifesto, 1968? Uh, I'm afraid I have not, no. Well, the White Dragons were a companion group uh, supporting the Black Dragons, the group that was even too radical for the Black Panthers, you understand. Uh, and so I guess you might consider my... Uh, Dragons of or the Druids of Dragondale type shit or what? No, 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 no. That's a game I invented that uh, a fellow completely stole from me. Oh, was he a time traveling vampire? Well, there seems to be a great deal of intellectual property theft that's happening here in America. That's all I'm willing to say at this point specifically. But uh, do you want me to? When I get out, do you want me to track down Larry Lorax as well? Larry Lorax is the most well-protected individual in the Western Hemisphere. 
for reasons that are too complex to go into right now that would blow your mind. All you need to worry about right now is getting yourself a job at the laundry, getting yourself, getting a hold of a power cutter one way or the other, and getting the blessing of the Bean Machine, Evram Bean, leader of the Heller Gang. Those are the, those are the musterites. All right, all right. We'll see what we can do. I reckon we can do all of that, but it might take some time. Yeah. And you might end up getting your ass kicked in the laundry. It seems like uh, it seems yeah. like time we have plenty of here, but I can assure you that our uh, the young Chip Estrada is running out of time, even as we speak. Now, if you don't mind, I want to catch the rest of this film because I pulled some strings to get this John Carpenter film here, just as I did last summer with John Carpenter's The Thing and the summer before that with John Carpenter's Escape from New York. As I'm sure you realize, he is the most gifted filmmaker of our generation. Well, we'll see about that here in a few minutes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right. Hang on. This is my favorite part, he says, as he gets up and walks over close to the movie and leaves you guys to continue to chat if you have anything to say to each other. Chip Estrada, they took his mom's last name. It should have been Chip Dale. That's <laughs> Chip Nicholas Dale. Chip in Dale. <laughs> 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 I, oh. Yeah, you must have planned that. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even realize that. That's funny. <laughs> just waiting. Just waiting to use that. Well, eventually the film does end. And, uh... Um, you guys, uh... Everybody has to go back. Everybody got to stay up a little bit later tonight after lights out. But you guys are on your way back to the... Um, back to your cell block C, which you're still at. And as you're walking in, Ross the boss, you'd, or Ross the hoss, you'd heard he'd gotten out. No, he's the chief enforcer of King Kelly. Um, and he's waiting for you as you guys walk in. Spivey and Redford and a few of the other people who normally hang around with you guys walk away to their side. And he's like, listen, I'm here to ask for King Kelly how this snack cake operation's going. You remember you have 48 hours. You've been you've been able to make any calls. You said you were going to make a call. Haven't you know? had time, but as soon as they let me, I'll call my contact and we'll get it rolling. You better. You got 24 more hours. I'm on it. And he slowly backs backs away, goes back to his own cell. And Damn, I don't know what we're going to do about that Kelly guy or this other fellow. Well, the night creeps in as night does. And as you're both laying in your cell, wondering about this new development, wondering about the idea of getting out of here, wondering who Chip's father is, we just fade to black as you drift off into sleep. And I think we'll end this episode here right now. All right.